guys, and welcome to WHIP Radio, but most importantly, Wake Up Call. I'm your host, Rachel Ablard, and I'm with... Corey Parker. And we're going to get today started right, all right, guys? So happy Monday. Corey, how are you doing today? How was your weekend? It was good. It was so good. It was fun. I had a nice home-cooked meal, um, but I'm very tired. <laughs> yeah. I'm so tired today. Yeah. Um, ready to get on to Thanksgiving break. I'm going to be so honest with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a little fast forward on that would be nice because I'm, I'm beat up today. This weekend kind of tore me apart, especially with scheduling and school and majors and internships and jobs. I know we're all going through the same thing. So, um, guys, we're at the home stretch. Let's just keep on keeping on. Yes. All right. We're at the home stretch. And, okay. And <laughs> I'm so excited because my grandma is listening today. Hi, Grana. How are you? Hey, grandma. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so excited. Welcome to Wake Up Call. Right. Shout out to Grams. All right. So in Philadelphia today, it is always sunny, but it's also cold Hello. at 38 <laughs> degrees. All right. Um, today, our high will be 52. But then we're going to drop down to the 40s um, around 5 p.m. So, guys, get on your sweaters, get on your scarves and all that good stuff. OK. OK. All right. So now we're going to start with Temple News. Um, Temple actually just included a health and well-being division um, with, an, with a holistic approach to kind of just taking care of your health, taking care of your mental health, sexual health, all of that. So um, it will combine the student health services mixed with the Tuttleman Counseling Services and the Wellness Resource Center and the Employee Health Services. So this is for pretty much everyone at Temple, and it provides resources and services for a range of care, including physical, sexual health, individual and group counseling, crisis support, peer education, and a bunch of other things, guys. So please utilize your resources here at Temple because we have them. We have them, um, especially, right, especially as the cold weather starts to settle in. It starts getting darker earlier. You know, we got a lot of things to uh, worry about. Um, so now we're going to talk about some Philadelphia news. 76ers guard Kelly Oubre Jr. was struck by a vehicle at 7 p.m. on Saturday um, in Center City while attempting to cross the street. He's expected to miss significant time due to his injuries, but those aren't considered to be season-ending injuries, according to the hospital. So um, he's been released from the hospital as of uh, Sunday, I believe, and he's doing much better now. So, uh, guys, you know, just please stay safe on these roads, man. Car, I know you guys spoke about bad drivers in Philly just not too long ago. And, you know, crossing the roads, look left, look right, look left again. Take your time. Pause a little bit before you do anything. Um, because they're getting our basketball players out here, which is terrifying. All right. Um, on to next news. Uh, at least three suspects are currently being looked for because there has been a violent uh, string of violent crimes happening in Philadelphia, specifically Northeast Philadelphia. Um, not much about them is known, but they have a gray sedan and um, with working brake lights and messed up taillights. And Oh, geez. This noise is killing me. I know. We hear <laughs> beeping and we don't know what it is. I can barely focus. Um, but, yeah, there has been a string of incidents happening where these groups of three to five men will come in and try to rob different uh, individuals with either a weapon or just punch them. Um, so they're driving a gray sedan, broken taillights, working headlights. Guys, keep an eye out. Keep your belongings on you. Don't get too comfortable in these streets, okay? Don't get too comfortable. Um, so keep an eye out for that. So as for good news in Philadelphia, um, 
Philadelphia 76ers point guard Tyrese Maxey is helping hundreds of families in North Philadelphia this holiday season by providing them with a free Thanksgiving meal. Through his charitable organization, the Tyrese Maxey Foundation, the Sixers star provided roughly 1,000 free turkeys and sides uh, to the community at George Washington Carver High School of Engineering and Science. So, you know, we've got some feel-good Thanksgiving things happening this week. Um, Hopefully, if you guys have the time and the resources, please donate canned food to your local um, organizations and charities. Get involved. Volunteer. It's free. It's yes. free. Right. And, you know, we're in the season of giving thanks. So give thanks to what you do have and do some good for um, the city around you. All right. Do you want to do club news? Yes. Let's do, get into some club news. So first things first, BSU is having game night tonight at 5 p.m. in the Student Center, room 200A. OAS, also known as Organization of African Studies, is having African Market in the SAC from 2 to 5 p.m., where they'll be having candles, jewelry, and food. And then if you're into singing, y'all, I will tell up. Spring auditions start today, so come with a song prepared and get ready to sing. Um, and that will be Impressive Room 301 from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then lastly, for the club news, it's going to be Temple Film Club. Um, they will be watching Charlie Brown and Garfield Thanksgiving movie today at 6 p.m. in Tuttle Room 306. So make sure you tune into those clubs, guys. And like Rachel said as well, if you want to get involved and donate, definitely make sure that you donate. It's the Thanksgiving season. We want to give back to our community. And let's just be amazing Temple Owls. So with that being said, that concludes our clubs and temple and philly news we hope that that was a nice kickoff to your day if you can only tune in for this section thank you so much for tuning in you're all up to date for your temple and your philly news and your weather so make sure that you prepare for that as well any last minute notes guys i think there's a fire alarm so uh <laughs> Corey and i are gonna leave for a hot second but we will be back better than ever um, if this place is safe and sound. So we uh, listen to this music, drive your cars, get to work, get to class, and we'll be back in a few. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to WHIP Wake Up Call. We are so excited to be here today. I'm your host, Corey Parker, and I'm here with Rachel Abelard. And guys, it is time to talk about Grammy nominations. They're officially out for 2024, and there are a lot of people that are out there that have gotten nominations, a lot of new artists, a lot of people I'm actually very excited to see just prosper like this, such as my girl Victoria Monet, who has almost seven Grammy nominations. Right? So insane. And it's for her especially, it's crazy because she had a setback earlier on in her career. They were like, oh, you're too early in your career to perform at the VMAs. And here she is having seven Grammy nominations. So is she really too early is the question. Hello. But anyway, we thought we would dive into some of the different categories for the nominations and then go over who are the Grammy-nominated people for those categories. Are you ready to get into this, Rachel? Let's get into it. Let's so let's it. start off with the album of the year. First, we have World Music Radio by John Batiste. Batiste. Then we have The Record by Boy Genius. We have Endless Summer Vacation, Miley Cyrus. Did you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard, The Age of Pleasure, Janae Monet, Guts, 
Does she say guts or is it spelled? Is it G U T S? I think it's guts. <laughs> guts. Okay, Olivia Rodrigo, Midnight's Taylor Swift, and then lastly, S O S by SZA. So let's first let's start with who do you want to win and who do you think is going to win? I would love to see Janae. Mo- Wait, let me make sure who I think this is is who I think it is. Okay, I want Janae Monet to win. Janelle Monet to win. But okay. then I think SOS by SZA is going to win. Actually, I'm like 100% positive. Actually, not Olivia. Taylor Swift, maybe. I don't want her to win over SZA. But if she wins, because, you know, Taylor and I are beefing because of Travis. So if she was to win, I understand because Eras Tour went crazy, I hear. But I feel like SZA should win. Yeah, I I would want... Honestly, I would want either SZA or Taylor Swift to win, but I think Taylor Swift is definitely going to take that because I I didn't get to go to her concert, but I stood outside the Lincoln for it. So insane. When I tell you the streets were lit up with Taylor Swift fans that right. were too broke to get the concert tickets, so we were all sitting there singing her music. You got kids screaming. They're dressed up to the nines. Then you got like um, that the movie that she dropped, the tour uh movie that she dropped uh, about her tour and stuff like that. I went to see it just for fun. And the theater was turned up too. The kids were screaming. It was like a concert in the movie theater. Like really? screaming, jumping around. I've never seen anything like it. They had like wristbands and glow sticks just tossing it around. So Taylor Swift, she definitely has enough of a backing to win that almost with no question. But we'll see. We'll see. We will see. Who do you guys think will win? We're going to post this on our stories as well so you guys can tune in and tell us who you think is going to win because I'm kind of curious. So, yes. Let's get in now to the song of the year. We have A&W by Lana Del Rey. We have Antihero, Taylor Swift. Butterfly by John Batiste. We have Dance the Night by Dua Lupa. Lipa, my bad. Flowers by Miley Cyrus. Kill Bill by SZA, Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo, and What Was I Made For for Billie Eilish. So I'm going to be so honest with you. I've only heard Kill Bill. Oh, and Flowers by Miley Cyrus. You didn't watch the Barbie movie? (laughs) No. Sorry. It is November. I know. I heard it wasn't that good. It wasn't wasn't that good. Which is why I didn't watch it. I do think it's worth watching. Like, it's cute. It's pretty and it's cute. Um... But and the music was kind of fun. Like it's a good fun watch. Like bring your family or get your friends together, get some popcorn kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I highly encourage. But this is my thing. It was like I under, I'm a big I'm okay with people recreating movies with real people. However, for Barbie, I feel like the concept because she moves like a stick, she just looks stupid. Like why are you moving like a literal Barbie? It would have made more sense if they were actually like moving like regular people. Thing is, she ends up moving like a regular person. I heard that. Yeah, so it's like, it's it's a weird concept, but it worked out because everything was so goofy. Like, it didn't take itself too seriously. Right. So we couldn't think too much of the physics. We couldn't think too much of the facts. And why was she able to get to the real world? Why was she able right. to get home? Like, that kind of stuff. Um, so if you're able to, like, suspend your disbelief in that way and just just, like, brainlessly watch the movie, it's entertaining. I won't watch it again, but... Maybe I'll watch it during Thanksgiving break. Kay right. McCullough, Faith, everyone, Rewind. If y'all are hearing this, let's go watch Barbie. Right, exactly. Let's go watch Barbie. Right, get some snacks. Hello. Um, but the the music on that movie was actually pretty fun. Like, that song by Dua Lipa, Dance the Night, 
Listen, she didn't say anything profound in this song, but I dance. I dance when this song plays. Imagine Rachel in the theater. <laughs> they, she hears um, Taylor Swift. She gets up. She starts dancing. That's iconic. Yeah, like the it, the the song of the year. It probably won't be Dua Lipa. It probably won't be Lana Del Rey. It might be Flowers by Miley Cyrus. Maybe Antihero by Taylor Swift. Or Kill Bill by SZA. Me personally, I want Billy to win. How about you? Okay, I don't like Billy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. Why? She scares me. Why? She just seems really like creepy. She's so goofy, bro. Like she doesn't even take herself seriously. Yeah, she's so goofy. No, like she really scares me. Like I'm a bad guy. Like that actually scared like the living life out of me. Like literally scared me. Like when my cousin started singing her song, I was like, why is she creepy? Like the song's creepy just a little bit. But I understand she's super popular. So I mean, to each their own, I guess. But like, no, I don't think I, I don't want her to win. I would love to see Miley Cyrus win. Yeah. Genuinely, because I feel like she's had a rough life, especially post Disney. Flowers was a hit song. Like, I don't listen to that much. Like, I don't know if you consider that pop, but I guess it is. And I don't listen to pop, but I can buy myself flowers. Like, I love that song. I love that song. I don't even know what Antihero is. I feel like Taylor Swift's going to win so many songs this year. Yeah. Is that the It's Me, Hi, I'm the Problem, It's Me song? You know what? We're going to Google that and then we'll get back to you guys. Antihero. I forget. But um, I, don't I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know at all. Um, but those are the people that we think would get song of the year, the people that we want to get song of the year. Now, let's move on to best new artists. Yes. So we've got a couple nominees, right? We've got Gracie Abrams. We've got Fred again. Ice Spice. Jelly Roll. Coco Jones. Shout out Coco. Noah Kahan. Victoria Monet, your girl, and the war and treaty. So who do you want to win and who do you think is actually going to win? Okay. First of all, who is Gracie? <laughs> who is Fred? Who is Jelly? Who is Noah? And who is the war and treaty? I've never heard of any of those people in my life. Like, do you know who any of those people are? I know Fred again. Um, I know like two songs and it's actually kind of fire, but I don't know the individual i just know those two songs by that artist you know what i mean like yeah. i don't know who I, I don't i don't i don't know these people either um but you know congrats guys for getting nominated like that's a big deal hello yeah people will you know fight hand and foot for your spot so good for you um so who do you who do you want to i want victoria monet to win period point blank i want i need victoria monet to win because she's such a baddie she wrote a lot of music for a lot of people and now she's come out of her show so I really want her to win. But then the other thing is, I feel like I'd love Coco Jones to win. But the other thing, too, is I feel like with Coco Jones, the only song that I feel like really got her popular was I See You to the point where it's low-key overplayed now. So I don't really like it. But I would love to see her win. It would be such a like full moment movement or yeah, moment because it's like she was in Let It Shine. Flashback yeah, to Disney. Throwback. Good Disney. Hello. Because what y'all have now is just Ridiculous. not eating. <laughs> like, bunk needs to end. <laughs> but um, anyway, I would love for her to come back out. Because, like, she's such a good singer. So much potential. Like, I love her so much. 
Yeah, I, I don't know if you saw that video that she dropped where she kind of explained how she was tossed aside by Disney. She was tossed aside by um, just all of the bigger record labels, all of the fans. Uh, she just never got as big as a lot of the other artists. So I really wish her the best. But like you said, her music, especially next to Victoria Monet, is lackluster. It's lackluster. Um so I don't know if she'll win Best New Artist, though I wish her the best. I also think it's insulting to to put her as the Best New Artist. She's been doing this for a hot minute. But I think it's because she stopped. Like, she is new now because she's been away for so long. And I also, let's think about it. She never really had a solo career. I think the music she was producing was from Let It Shine, no? She had one album in 2019, but, like, that that didn't get that much traction. So... If I guess like best new kind of artist that's really falling into who she is right. for sure for sure. Um, do you think Ice Spice is gonna win? Oh, okay. This is my thing. Considering how terrible Grammys are when they pick who wins, I feel like they wouldn't allow her to win. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Nicki Minaj hasn't won anything, right? Let's think about that, right? If she hasn't won anything. Ice Spice, I'm not going to say is the same as Nikki at all because that's you can't compare the two. But I feel like they they're same category. They're both black women. They're both black women that are thriving in the industry and they've yet to win it. So I don't think she's going to win. I think it would make sense and would and it would be great if she won. But I genuinely don't think she's going to win a Grammy this year, which sucks because. But I didn't. I honestly forgot she was on the list because I don't know why I forgot. But I just forgot. But like. I feel like she has gained a lot of audience this year. A lot of people love her and listen to her. She has a lot of pop songs, but I don't know. Oh, my gosh. You're right. Nicki never won a Grammy. She's never won a Grammy. And Cardi B has. I'm not saying that Cardi B didn't deserve it, but, like, a lot of people, even when we did the poll, they were like, Nicki Minaj um, is the best female rap artist, basically, of our time. And then I looked, I saw online that she's never won a Grammy. Like, that's so insane. That's disrespectful. I can't even lie. I know. <laughs> it's so crazy. So crazy. But, like, that's why I think, and I don't think Jay-Z has won one. Really? There's a lot of people, specifically black artists, that have been nominated, but they never win. Right. And right. it's like, we know that they've had such a large mark. So why aren't they winning? It's about connections, man. That's all it the is, Grammys which is why it's like, will I Spice win? I feel like out of all of them, Victoria Monet probably has the most connections because she's written so many songs for people. That's true. I, I, you know, honestly, if I were, because obviously it's Ice Spice and Victoria Monet that, you know, they, they're the biggest probably contenders. Um, I would want Victoria Monet to win over Ice Spice. I love Ice Spice. I love her to death, but, um, she, she's really just having fun right now. <laughs> um, Victoria Monet is putting her whole foot into what she's doing. So, but. Victoria, you know, we wish you the best of luck. Um, so we're going to run through this really quick. Best R&B album. Who do you think is going to get that? Okay, so for best R&B album, let me think. Okay, let's look at the list first so you guys have an idea of who is um, the candidates for that. So we have Diddy. The Love Album, Off the Grid, Terrace Martin and James, Nova, Janelle Monet, The Age of Pleasure, SZA, SOS, um, and then Since I Have a Lover. So I think between those five, I think SZA's going to win. Oh, yeah. Actually, like, I know SZA's going to win. Personally, I know I don't really listen to that much music, 
But I don't even know the album since I have a lover. I don't listen to Janelle Monet. Don't know who Terrace Martin and James are. And I don't really listen to Diddy. But I know SZA had a lot of traction from the SOS album, whether it was Kill Bill, Open Arms. Like, there were so many songs on that album that had so much attention that I don't think there's any other option but for her to win. How about you? I agree. I think SZA, right now, she is really doing R&B, and she's showing that as a black artist, um, as an artist that's been kind of stuck in this genre of R&B, she can explore within this album. You know what I mean? So I don't even consider this 100% an R&B album, which I know people will have beef with that, with her getting nominated for Best R&B and all that good stuff. Um, But she did her thing. It was versatile. It was fun. It was R&B to a T. Um, and she deserves that. So we'll, we will see. We will see in February when the Grammys um, starts, when the show happens, you know, whenever. So, <laughs> Do you watch the Grammys? No, never. Me neither. <laughs> I've never, I don't think I've ever watched a Grammy. Maybe we should this year, you know, for the sake of the radio, you know, and being hip. Maybe we should. We should. I wish you guys could see my eyes. <laughs> I feel like that's a long show, is it not? It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't we just read? We can, absolutely. Actually, but last year, didn't Will Smith, like, punch him? Was that at the Grammys? That, I don't think that was the Grammys. I think that was Soul Train. No, not Soul Train. I think it was something acting related. Because he won an Emmys. award. Maybe Oscars? Oscars. I don't know. Um, but I know he. it was at some award show. I just know award shows are so long, and I personally don't have the patience to sit, especially yeah. because I don't know half of these people. Yeah, I remember when Tyler, the creator, won, like, a Grammy or something, and I was like, who is this man? This was, like, way back when. Literally. I'm like, then I turned it off. That was, like, my last time. Um, but, guys, after this break, we're going to come back to you with um, a bunch more tea, uh, TikTok-related tea, music-related tea, and, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to chop it up. So, uh, after this break, enjoy some music. Yes. Let's listen to some Taylor Swift guys to just get into some Taylor Swift vibes. I'm down. Hello, guys. Welcome to WHIP Radio. Most importantly, wake up call at WHIP Radio. I'm your host, Rachel, and I'm here with Corey Parker. Yes, yes, yes. And now uh, for our third segment, we're going to chat about TikTok again, right? I don't know if you guys have heard at all, but there's something called TikTokification, uh, Mm. open quote, close quote. And this is just a concept where um, a lot of things are done with the thought of TikTok in mind and kind of in the forefront, right? Um, So just recently I saw a video uh, called the TikTokification of music. There are also videos about the TikTokification of drama, the TikTokification of life. And this kind of, again, puts TikTok at the center of creativity, which can have its pros and have its cons, right? So TikTok generally has altered how we consume music and how music is sold to us, right? This often means incorporating gimmicks or trends, for example, spelling or counting um, in that song, A, B, C, D, you know that song? E, F, U, you know, that kind of stuff. Just very simple um, gimmicks to kind of get you it's catchy right catchy enough to get you involved catchy enough to make you make a seven second video 10 second video one minute video um what have you right 
So like I said, there are the positive impacts of this, such as exposure for smaller artists without sure. a record label. Uh, record label. We also have kind of the resurrection of old songs. I know that one song, um, if I only could, I'll make a deal with God. And I could, you know, Why like, could t- Rachel be like a whole, whole TikTok? <laughs> you know how they do like the AI for songs and yeah. artists? You could literally be that because why do you sound identical? Listen, I listened to that song enough times. I better sound like her. Um, but, you know, just it, it, it helps resurrect songs and kind of bring us to one homogenous culture where we can all agree on the top music and give people their flowers. So, you know, this isn't necessarily a bad thing. But there are also negative impacts of... TikTok and the TikTokification of music, such as increased pressure from record labels and kind of the uh, restraint on creativity because you're so pressed about getting that one catchy thing. Um, So, Corey, what are your thoughts on music on TikTok and how uh, that impacts the future of music and how people create? I love it. I think it's so amazing that we have a platform like this where people can create music, release it, and people are finding it all because of algorithm on TikTok. For me personally, I love going on TikTok, even though, guys, I've actually deleted it um, just to, like, work on just social media detox because I'm always on it. But I think it's such a great platform. So many of the songs on my playlist are from TikTok stars or not even stars yet, but TikTok artists. Um, I played a song for my mom. and She was like, oh, my gosh, I kind of like this. I was like, this is a whole TikToker. So I think it's so amazing that people have a platform like TikTok. And I think it's different than YouTube because YouTube, you make videos, you post it, right? On TikTok, they're putting your videos on people's pages because of algorithms. I used to have like a public account um, and then I would post videos and all of a sudden I would get hundreds of views. But it's like my video was, first of all, so lame. So I can only imagine if I did something super cool, what it would be like. And on top of that, I can only imagine what a music artist or a dancer or anyone in the arts world or heck any industry if you're into law like so many law people have popped up on my for you page and that's grabbing and attracting more people to their law firm so i think tiktok is so amazing it's able to bring people that may have never found you or heard of you to your page and to you and i've seen so many like there's this um follow person i follow She's actually a news anchor, Jeanette Rias. I don't know if you've heard of it. her. I love her. She's actually in D.C. too. Her and her husband moved to D.C. area to be anchors. And I just saw she's literally leaving journalism and news anchoring to become a full-time content creator. And she has a huge following on TikTok, a huge following on Instagram. So it's just like, this is so amazing. It's bringing people away from their normal jobs, but to something that they actually love. Um, But it also just makes me have so many other questions, such as what is the future for just industries in general that aren't TikTok and aren't entertainment if people are leaving their day-to-day job for TikTok? You know what I'm saying? So I think it's great, but it also makes me question the rest of the industries. How about you? Right. So, like, with with some good comes some bad, always, right? That's just life and how it works. Um, But I feel like... We, we always get scared by new technology. We always get scared by new apps and the potential of the what could be, you know? So to call it the TikTokification, I think it's valid. A little dramatic, right? Because before TikTok, we had the radio. And on the radio, 
you have to make a catchy song that's lighthearted, that doesn't have too much content so that people can have, um, so people can be interested in it. You know what I mean? So for people to do that on TikTok, it's not really that much of a new concept. Um, but I do see there are a lot of big artists. Um, uh, I know Charlie XCX actually did it recently where she made a TikTok calling out her record label because her record label was like, you need to make a TikTok. You need to make a TikTok song. And everyone's kind of like forcing other artists to do that kind of stuff. And I'm sure, especially when you're under a record label and you're dealing with that kind of pressure, you see all your peers, their songs are blowing up on TikTok and yours hasn't yet. Does that mean you're a flop? No. Does that mean your song isn't catchy? No. I think there are many things that go into a song blowing up on TikTok where you can't just do what Drake did and make a 2Z slide you know, and expect everyone to hop on it. I think that it, there are a lot of moving parts. Um, so am I, am I afraid of TikTok? No. Am I concerned that it has an impact on creativity? Yes, but that's not really a new concept in the world of music and music business, you know. Um, but like you said, honestly, we should make a TikTok for Wake Up Call, right? We should. I would love that, actually. Would right. you guys follow a TikTok if we made a TikTok? Right. We have, you know, you get to, we could give you a tour, right? You can see right. what, you know, what we do, what we don't do. Um, we can make memes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll put a poll on the Instagram and, and, that would be and awesome. see what we can do from that. <laughs> and we could do a little day in the life situation. Right. I love that right. so much. Right. Okay, so let's now talk about someone else. We've heard of her many, many times. She's a track star. She is someone that actually had the world put against her, honestly. And it is track star Shikari Richardson. She was recently given the honor of having a track in Dallas, Texas, named after her. One high school track player at the school said, she has left a good legacy for us. And then the field and track coach at um, the high school, which is also the high school that Richardson actually played for said shikari is a prime example of finishing a job when your back is against the wall i don't know if you guys remember but a long time ago actually not that long ago but a while ago um shikari richardson was in the news for um using drugs um and it was just a whole situation but now she is back on the track she is living her life and now she also has a track named after her so i'm super proud of her for that um and the like the coach said the wall was really against her her back or the back was against her wall and now she's persevered and she's become someone that so many people look up to so Rachel first of all what are your thoughts on this and then do you think that Shikari Richardson is worthy enough to get a track named after her I do. I think Shikari deserves literally all the good that's coming her way to be a world champion and to not even get to the Olympics yet. She's already at Olympic level. Um, we need to give her her flowers ASAP. She didn't necessarily put Dallas, Texas on the map. Um, she's not impactful in that way, but she's definitely doing a lot for black women. She's definitely doing a lot for track stars. And she's also bringing the conversation of cannabis and the legalization of cannabis and how to approach that, right? She's doing several things at once. Yeah, she deserves a track for sure. What do you think? I definitely think she deserves this track, especially after this whole situation happened. She was low-key just attacked, I feel like, in a way. So I definitely think this is a big step for her. Um, I don't really follow the track world, but to know that so many people look up to her, um, I think this is a big step for her and her career and just... 
a big step for just black women in general. The fact that even when the wall and everything is against us, the world is against us, people are against us, there are still there's still light on the other side. I literally just saw this video from Lala where she was talking about how she um, auditioned for the show. She got declined by every show, basically, or something like around those lines. And then she finally got this big deal where she got to be on this certain movie or something. And her point was just that when the world is against you, you feel like everything is falling apart. Keep on persevering because there's still a light on the other side. You may not see it yet. You may have to continue digging, but it's there. It's there. So don't give up, guys. Shikari didn't give up, so you shouldn't give up either. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Shikari, you know, she, she she's very inspirational in that way because um, she apparently used cannabis at, right after her mother died. You know, and she was trying to find ways to cope. This is right before a big competition. So, yeah, we can give her a slap on the wrist. She knew the rules, right? She knew what and what not to do. Um, and she didn't do the right thing in that moment, right? Um, but despite that, she still did an amazing job. And, um, you know, if we're able to celebrate other athletes for using cannabis, such as Michael Phelps, uh, we should let her slide just a little right. bit. I think we can be a little light on her, especially considering the fact that in a lot of areas around here, it's either decriminalized or legalized. So let's move forward. Okay. Uh, cannabis is not a performance enhancing drug anyway, <laughs> like at all. Um, but you know, she's great regardless of, you know, w what's going on in her personal life. So we really do need to take notes from that. Um, who do you think deserves, um, an honor in their hometown? Beyonce. Yeah. Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. Um, who else? Who else? All the bigwigs, honestly. People that make moves. If we're able to talk about them pretty much every single day. But I feel like there's a lot of people. Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. not everyone. I feel like if everyone was to get it, then it defeats it's the not. purpose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, true, true. So do you think it's just people that... Um, do things that you like or is it do you think people who like Shikari who sets world records and and makes changes in their community do you what's kind of your threshold for someone that deserves an honor in their town I feel like first of all you have to have a big audience second you have to have an impact if you're just you just sing like you're a nobody singer I don't think you deserve it like you're doing great I love that but you haven't had an impact. I feel right. like Beyonce, she may not have had a huge impact on, like, our lives by doing something like what Shikari has done, you know, like, just living and having the world against her. But she's had a, she's impacted so many people. Her music has touched so many people. I think she's worthy of it. Barack Obama set an impact for black people in general that we can be the president of the United States, that right. we can fight, we can win. And even though we may live in a country where the where people don't want us to always thrive, we were the president. Right. Hello. Like, we're thriving. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, who else? Michelle Obama, even, I feel like. She oh, left yeah. an impact. And she was the first black first lady. Like, that's a big deal. Right. Um, I feel like, ooh, Prince, um, what's his name? He played Black Panther, Prince T'Challa. Chadwick Boseman. Oh, Chadwick. Yes, yes, I feel yes, like yes. that would be cool. Yeah. Actually, Black Panther entirely was iconic. That, it was. That entire cast was iconic. Yeah. For sure. Okay, so what do you think uh, your legacy would be? Um, trying to think. Who? Who? I feel like my legacy would just be 
being willing to have community conversations without like judgment also just having a positive impact being like my big goal in life is to be like a big sister to everybody right in high school i feel like i was known as auntie everyone called me auntie oh. i was friends with a lot of the lower classmen too yeah so they all called me auntie and looked up to me type thing i still talk to them today and so i just want to be continue being that for people i love mm. being someone people can look up to and even to some of my friends like they look up to me type thing. Right. So I want to just be an inspiration, be there for people. If I was to ever get big, I would want to make sure I'm there. Like, I don't want to be one of those celebrities that are just hidden. I just do what I do and leave. Mm-hmm. You're not going to know what I'm doing every step of my life, but I'm going to be there for you. You're going to know that I'm there. I want to give you advice. I want to have a mentorship program. Mm, I like that. Have an impact. You're right, right. I feel you. I feel like I'm the same way. I want people to feel good when they're around me, right? Whether it be smiling or I compliment them, make them feel good about themselves, that kind of thing. So definitely 100%. But guys, after this little music break, we're going to come back and... uh, we're going to have a special guest, maybe. Ooh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Um, so enjoy the tunes and we will be back in a few. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Wake Up Call. My name is Corey Parker, and I'm here with Rachel Abelard. And guys, it is time for Who is Awake with us. We have a very special guest with us. She is a Temple student, Grammy U ambassador, a Fairfax native. And if you know the right details, you know I'm also a DMVer. So we have another DMV person in the house. And she's also an amazing singer. Today we have with us Jada Reese. We are so excited to have you um, with us today. And we have so many questions to ask you. We want to get to know you. And so before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your major? Why did you choose Temple? Yeah, thank you, Corey. I appreciate you having me. Um, I am Jada. I am a sophomore at Temple, and I'm majoring in communication studies and audio and live entertainment. And I am also, as you said, a Grammy U ambassador and the event coordinator of Temple Music Business Club. And I am very excited to be able to speak with you today. I'm a very passionate musician and mental health advocate, and I write songs. So I know that's why we're here to speak, and I can't wait to get into it. Yes. So first things first, I want to get into the tea first. So I heard and saw on your Instagram that there's a music video coming out this Friday for your song Healing. So was this your first music video? So this was not my first music video, but it's my first official video where I've gone out and actually shot like outdoors. Um, I had one previous music video for my song Um, I'm Still Here, which I performed for a national teen show for a mental health organization a few years ago. And that was actually shot in my high school stage. But this is the first time that I've been able to do something really creative and kind of have a storyboard beforehand to be able to put together all these ideas. So I can't wait for people to see the amazing video that Liv Mendez has edited together and shot with me. That's so awesome. Um, So tell us a little bit about the song, Healing. Um, What was going on? What encouraged you to want to write the song? What is it about? Yeah, so I typically write about my mental health, and I remember being in this blue stairwell um, somewhere on campus, don't really like to say, but it's my secret stairwell that I love to sing in because it has great acoustics, and I was going through a really difficult time. I have a history of struggling with anxiety and depression, and that all started in seventh grade, and ever since then, I started to write about my mental health and use music as my outlet to cope, and so one day, 
January, I remember just going through a really rough time last year, and I started to put together these ideas for a song. Um, and I was just basically writing about how I was feeling. So I was just feeling really down, and I had all of these thoughts going through my head and all this anxiety. And so I needed to put it out somewhere, and that's how the song started. That's so amazing. So how would you say your writing process goes? I know you mentioned the stairs, but like, do you come up with your beat first, your words first, your lyrics first? Like, I know you said, too, that you've experienced anxiety and depression. So like, how did you figure out what to talk about and what to write about? Yeah, I always find that the easiest ways to write a song for me is like in the most heightened moment of anxiety or darkest time because that's where all of like the feelings are starting to flow. And so I usually think of a specific lyric or like one line that kind of gets me started. And then usually I have a tune that's like kind of in my head, but it definitely develops over time. Um, but yeah, it really depends because every song varies. Some of them take me a couple days to write some of them take me months or years to write um and so it's really just a process and yeah it's different every time i love that so tell me this has any artist inspired your music definitely um i'm a big fan of anson zebra and i really connected with him because i know that he also wrote about his mental health and so also in seventh grade, I came across his song Broken and I listened to it on Amazon Music, which I'm an Amazon Music listener. Um, You're not a Spotify listener? Right. I'm not. <laughs> no, but I love my Amazon Music and I know unpopular opinion, but I one of his songs just came up on the playlist I was listening to. And then I started to just listen all of the time because I could feel that like deep connection to the lyrics that he was writing. Um, it wasn't exactly how I started. I definitely like kind of my mom was a big encourager of me to write about like how I was feeling um, as like a separate outlet to cope. But that definitely gave me some inspiration along with Caitlin Tarver. Um, yeah, both of them, they really kind of inspired some of my work. I love that. So you said, and we also already know, you're a Temple student here. You're a Klein student. Yeah, Klein. Klein, we love Klein. Go Klein. That's actually how I met Jada, guys, was at Klein, which is so awesome. So happy I was able to meet her. Um, so tell me this. How has Temple helped you with your music career, whether it was through resources, teachers, professors? Like, how has Temple just helped you and been a resource? Yeah, Temple just has so many resources and Klein and things to get involved in. And so I took a recording industry and music business class last semester with Professor James Donio. And that class not only taught me all about the music industry, but it also got me involved in the music business club. And so through Klein, I was able to get involved in that club, which then led to other opportunities. And so I was introduced to Bell Tower Music. Um, and I actually got to perform for Bell Tower Music in the spring, which was really amazing. So I actually sang eight of my original songs in the Annenberg Atrium. Again, love Klein, big supporter. Um, and so it was really incredible to be able to get all of my like personal work out there. Um, but yeah, I'm also in Leah Chorus Acapella, and I'm just involved in general. General, and so I'm trying to get um, to know people in different places, such as Whip Radio and TUTV. Um, and I did a filming with Gavin um, Cuff from TUTV last semester as well. So just being able to like share my art with people has been really great. I love that. So I also want to know, you're a Grammy U ambassador. Yes. I saw Grammy and I was like, that's Ooh. amazing. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Grammy, Grammy, you, Grammy, who? That's right. so awesome. That's Thank so you. amazing. So tell us a little bit about that. What does that mean for us 
people that don't really know what Grammy U is. Yeah. What do you do? So Grammy U, I actually joined back in like February and I joined as a member um, and I had learned about it through my friend Hadiza in the music business club class. Um, And basically the Recording Academy, they have this program for students and now they actually opened it for um, people who are not in college, but who are aspiring music industry professionals. And basically, it's a way to join to meet other people who have similar arts as you, producers, artists, um, promoters, like literally anything. Um, And it's a program that gives people the opportunity to collaborate, to network. Networking is such a big part of this industry. Um, And so I applied to be an ambassador during the summer, and then I was selected after being interviewed um, for this school year. So I basically recruit people to join this program and to give them the opportunity to learn how they can meet other music industry professionals, people on the Recording Academy board. Um, I actually have a Grammy U mentor as well. Um, And so that's been really awesome to be able to get that professional advice. That's so awesome. Congratulations on that. That's a big deal. Seriously. Thank um, you. Uh, guys, we have a whole Grammy U Temple student here. That's amazing. Grammy will be next, right? Mm-hmm. A Grammy will be next. We, we hope love so. to see it. Yes. We love to see it. Um, so the next question I have for you is, on your Instagram, you posted a lot of covers of mm-hmm. you singing a bunch of songs. What was your favorite cover to do? Ooh, um... I think my favorite cover was Rescue by Lauren Daigle. And I mainly because I sing really, really high. So I'm a soprano one, but like if you could say soprano one squared, I would be that. Um, <laughs> just because like my vocal range can go really, really high. So I sang that in the stairwell and um, recorded it. And it got some attraction on TikTok, um, which was really cool. So that was a lot of fun. I love that. Um, you also mentioned earlier anxiety. What has been, we've touched on the show before during our last segment called Love, um, not Love, I'm so sorry, Living in Peace. And um, you, we talk about just ways to just be present, be happy, live a happy life. How have you been able to manage your anxiety, manage your depression in such a just stressful time? Like college is stressful in and of itself. The world is a stressful, the world is crazy. Yeah. So how are you managing it? Yeah, I think the main way for me is just being involved. I'm definitely someone who just really likes to stack their schedule. Um, But it's also like important to be involved in activities and be in communities of people that you like really enjoy and have fun with. Um, So that's definitely kept my anxiety down, being able to just like have fun with people and do my art, do the things that I love. Um, But it definitely can be difficult at times and, you know, like, Everyone is busy, which even this semester, especially, I feel like so many people have been sharing like about their anxiety or how they're feeling like people are so much more open about mental health these days, which is amazing. Like I almost never could have imagined being able to like have this kind of like society where people are able to share in person on conversation, social media. Um, and so I think that's also a big part of just like breaking the stigma and breaking that barrier of barrier of like not being able to talk about it because people are able to talk about it now. And like, I think that the more people who do it, like the better because it, it's helping other people as well. No, I love that. I love that. Um, the next thing we wanted to know is, you're a mentor or an ambassador for Grammy U. What advice would you give to anybody that wants to actually enter the music industry? 
um, or just get involved. Obviously, you said you're supposed to be grabbing people into the industry mm-hmm. as an ambassador. But for people that don't know what that is yet or they just want to get involved, what would you say that they should do? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing is get involved in your immediate community. So if you're in the college, like getting involved on campus, in student orgs, um, especially within your college because it's pertained to something that you're majoring in or something like so I would say that first but then kind of also for me like on the side it was since COVID that I created my music account on Instagram and if you're an artist or if you're a promoter like doing all of that and keeping like up with it and being consistent consistency um, yes so like for me I was like developing this plan when I first started I had a strategy and I was like posting almost every single day because when you first start like if you're trying to grow a fan base like you need to you know be consistent and show that like you're going to be present um and people want to see that and then as you go along like kind of figuring out like what works so I definitely dive into a lot of like the analytics in my dashboard um just being able to understand my audiences who they are what their demographics are what they enjoy um but then also just keeping true to your work so like if you're a singer like me like you know showcasing like songs that are good for your voice if you're a songwriter like being like raw with your lyrics and like basically just staying true to yourself because if you're if you're trying to like imitate someone else online or like you know no one wants a second olivia rodrigo like you people want to see you for you and so the more that you can like show your own personality um the better and that'll be what like attracts people right that's that's very true. That's awesome. Right. I mean, so right now, who who's your kind of main demographic and what's your ideal demographic? Yeah, um, I would say that the age range of like late teens to early 20s is definitely my demographic and a lot of people in um, Philadelphia for sure. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but I mean, I've reached people all over the world which is crazy um and really awesome especially like i i do have spotify for artists so even though i don't use spotify i look at my spotify for artists in the demographics and it's quite amazing like the amount of people in like canada or mexico or guatemala like literally anywhere um i've had like maybe even one listener in so many different countries which reminds you of like how big the world is and like how much of an impact you can really make um, even the people that you like can't see in person. Right, right. That's the coolest thing. That is. That's so cool. So I mean, uh, just oh man, I, I have so many questions, <laughs> but not enough time at the same time. So, uh, what do you want your audience to take from your music? Right, because you really do value the conversations around mental health. Mm-hmm. So, what do you want your audience to take from your music? Yeah, the main thing that I really like to focus on with my music is just creating a personal connection with people because, like, as I mentioned earlier, networking is super important. And I think when someone listens to my song, I want them to resonate with my experience or think about a time in their life when they had felt a similar way or experienced something similar and for them to realize that like they're not alone that someone else has gone through similar things you're not the only one struggling and that doesn't diminish like your struggles at all but it's good to know that you have a community because ultimately that is what will I guess one of the things that I also focus on is like um preventing suicide and so People who can hear that, like, there's someone else out there who understands you, that is so important because then you're saving lives. Then your mental health advocacy is getting to be something that is really impacting, like, people individually. And so, of course, you want, like, 
so many people to hear things and hear your songs but like for me it's like every one person that I am reaching like that satisfies me like if I know I've helped one person um that is what like makes my day right Right. I mean, sometimes you you can verbalize things way better than I can, way better than the next guy. So it's always important to have an artist that you can kind of look up to and support. Um, So, yeah, guys, that was our interview with Jada Reese. How are you guys feeling? I'm feeling so good. That, that was, was great. so amazing. I'm feeling I so that. awesome. So guys, after this break where we're going to play some Jaya, mind you, um, we are going to come back with some advice, right? We're going to give you guys some advice. So enjoy yes. the tunes and we'll be back in a few. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Wake Up Call. Today, I am here with Rachel, and we still have our very special guest with us today, Jada Reese. So thank you so much for joining us for this part of the show. Now we're about to give some advice. You guys have been sending in advice, and we are loving it. Today's um, advice comes from, uh, or situation comes from, a junior in high school. Um, And art is the joy of this person's life. They love performing arts, such as acting, singing, and dancing. They also love digital arts, such as filmmaking, photography, graphic design as well. However, sadly, this person's grades are kind of slipping. They said they don't really care because school is not what makes them happy. What should they do? That's that's rough. That's rough because you, unfortunately, as a, a junior in high school, you're kind of forced to make a decision, right? You're kind of forced to plan the rest of your life at the ripe age of 16, 17, which is right. already a lot of pressure, okay? Um, there are many routes that you can go as someone who's a fan of the arts, right? But either way you go, you need to put your whole foot into it. Like Jada said, get involved in your commu- community, get involved, really get into your craft, expand on your craft, okay? Because if you're just okay at art, then maybe you got to stop by a school and and (laughs) learn the fundamentals, you know what I mean? If you're just okay at acting, uh, maybe you need to get an acting coach. Maybe you need to go to school. You know what I mean? There are many ways you can go, but you need to put your whole foot into it, put your whole body into it, because by that point, it's just a waste of time. Um, Slipping grades, I think you can finesse that, right? I think you can finesse and finagle that and still go to a college that you want to go to if that's an option for you. Mm -hmm. Um, But if, if college is not an option at all, Get involved in your community. Join the local community theater. Get in touch with, um, you know, your Grammy representatives, right, Mm -hmm. right in the area, because you absolutely can. These are accessible human beings um, that would love to connect with you on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, just any way to kind of help push you forward. So really, really get your whole body involved. What do you think, Jada? Yeah, I also think that, like, it's important to recognize that grades are not everything. So, you know... I think if you're doing your art, if you are showing that you're putting effort into that and you're putting effort into being involved in your community and, you know, being in your clubs in high school, like that will help you if you decide to go to college. Like most colleges do want to see like the diversification and like see that you're involved, that you um, you know, it's not just about grades. It's not just about GPA. Um, but if you're putting forth your best effort, that is what matters the most. Yeah. I agree. What do you think, Corey? For me, I feel like school is not, it's a big deal. But at the end of the day, if you are not happy, if you're not doing what you love, Mm -hmm. school is useless. Because 
school first of all i feel like school doesn't teach you everything that you need to know for life but you have to go because you have to get the good grades you have to get into the good college but at the end of the day grades aren't everything like i remember going through the college process they were like being involved is more important low-key if you're failing that's a problem but if you're doing fine doing okay doing above average you're doing great so do what you love go act go sing go dance but don't burn yourself out i feel like burning out is so hard to avoid so don't do that but do what you love what do whatever makes you happy um do whatever makes you feel like it's an escape if you feel like those things such as performing arts and digital arts is a way to just clear your mind then do it all do whatever makes you happy realize that school is there to educate you and to teach you but school is not your life it's not your life at all so you have to take the time to Take time for yourself. And then even if your grades are slipping, don't get on yourself too much. Like, I know so many people that get on themselves so much if they have a C. Mm -hmm. Yes, a C is not great, but you can still, it's still something you can grow from. You can get up still. You can still get an A. You can get degrees, too. Hello. C still get degrees. So (laughs) don't put too much pressure on yourself. I feel like we live in a world where people put so much pressure on their grades and at the end of the day, life these days, and Jada, you actually mentioned this earlier, it's about who you know. You could be so dumb, <laughs> but you know the right people, you can get into the job. Yep. Obviously, being smart and having the talent keeps you in the industry. But as long as you are doing the work, doing what you love, and not completely failing, you're okay. Right. Don't stress. Right. And. Also, you can't always be the jack of all trades, right? So you can be great at many things, but also hone into your niche, right? You're a singer, dancer, actor, but there are many singer, dancers, and actors that prefer prefer dancing over acting and singing or, or are better at singing than acting and dancing. You know, find your niche, really hone into that. And honestly, in my opinion, I think college is a great way to network that slides you right in front of people that are already in the industry i've had many professors that had number ones in germany and then now they're teaching me music business and it's like that's great that's amazing you know what i mean um so if you want to network if you're financially sound enough to do so um and if you have the resources to do so i highly encourage you go to a university major in something that doesn't just um put you in front of your passions but also gets you paid okay um (laughs) like get paid get paid first um and Network, network your butt off because that's yes. really the only way, especially in, in these really highly competitive cutthroat industries. And get on LinkedIn. And I think it's like LinkedIn is a great resource for you. And honestly, also ask people who they know. LinkedIn is good virtually to connect with people all over the place. But ask your parents who they know. Ask your friends and to ask their parents who they know. Like utilize your resources. I always heard this thing. You're like five people away the person you actually need to get to mm-hmm. utilize those relationships and networks like utilize them ask your teachers like you don't know who your teachers know yeah. you don't know who the principals at your schools know you don't know who the nurse at your schools know like ask them questions get to know them for all you know the principal at your school could be married to beyonce right. not the case because <laughs> jay-z is an artist too but like you don't know who they know yeah. you know what i'm saying so utilize your resources and get involved like Jada and Rachel said and follow your passion follow your passion yeah because people are going to give you a lot of crap about majoring in theater arts or majoring in music and they're going to be like there's no money in that no there is you just got to talk to the right people and do the right things yeah but also give yourself time like so if you don't exactly know like that one craft that you're into maybe you have a ton of different ones but you want to hone into one thing like being able to like 
I guess just keep exploring your craft is going to help you be able to understand like what you like, like what you want to do when you get older, what industry to get into. Right, right. Have you guys ever been in the situation when you've realized that your grades were low-key slipping, but like you felt like you didn't have time to do the things you love? And if so, how did you deal with that situation? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say that's a great question. Um, yeah, I definitely have experienced like my grade slipping. Usually, it, you know, it was everyone has those struggles. You know, you have those those rough days or those times when you bomb a test or this or that. And honestly, the best advice would be to like accept it and then you have to move forward from it. So if you get like hung up on it, you know, that's not going to help you. And um, that also goes along with like prioritizing your mental health. Like so, you know. If you keep going and you keep moving forward, that is what's going to get you somewhere. Yeah, I I agree. If you realize, I remember there was a point in which my grades were slipping real bad. I fell into a heavy depression. um, And the first thing I did was I reached out to my peers and I reached out to my professors, right? Because they're human beings, too. They don't know what's going on in your life, especially a professor with anywhere from, you know, 20 to 200 students. Okay, so tell them what's going on, not so that they can pity you but so that they can understand where you're coming from. And honestly, a lot of these people will support you through your struggles and support you with your grades if you were involved enough throughout the school year, if you were kind enough and this and that. So do your part. Um, When you're doing well, do really well so that when things get hard, um, you know, people can actually give you a lot more grace. I feel like for me, I'm trying to think of a situation because, I mean, I'm going to be so honest with you. I've never been an A++ student. Like, never. I've never been a failing student either. I feel like I've I've done enough to get good, great, great grades. I'll have a good amount of A's. I'll have some B's. But for me, I think it's because I prioritize me. You know? Like, I have to realize, like, school is great and everything. I need to get good grades. But at the end of the day, if I'm not happy, my schoolwork is going to be bad. If I'm not doing what I love, I'm going to hate going to school. If I'm stressed, I'm not going to produce good work. So you have to realize that, like, to put good energy and to produce good things, you have to be good inside and internally as well. So find a way to just, like we said, do your passions, follow your passions. For me, I love to sing. So I'll sing around the house. I love to do the radio. I'll do the radio. Kind of escapes for me. So then I can produce good work in school. But at the same time, making sure that you don't burn yourself out. Because that's happened as well for me. And I feel like doing absolutely nothing. So just do what you love. um, And honestly, prioritize you. Like, school is great. And I feel like, like I said earlier, so many people put pressure on getting good grades. But focus and prioritize you. Because when you prioritize yourself, everything else will fall in line. Yep. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. 100%. Okay. So do we have any last pieces of advice we want to give before we close out the segment? No? Yeah. You ended on a really good note. Mm -hmm. Do you do what you love? Thank you. Yeah. 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 That's about it. Yeah, stay true to you. Keep yes. doing your art. Right. It sounds corny, but it's so real. Because <laughs> people will try to str- lead you astray, man. They'll try to lead you astray. Oh, how come you're not an accountant instead? Well, I don't want to be an accountant. Mom. That's it. That's 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 the end? Yeah, shout out to my mom. Th- shout out to Rachel's mom. <laughs> Hello, my Rachel's mom. Hope you're listening today and having a great Monday. Well, this is the end for this segment. And this is our last time with Jada here on the show. Uh, Jada, before we leave you today, how can we find your music? Where can we find you on social media? 
Tell us when we can find your music video on Friday. Give us the deets. Yes. Okay. Jada Reese Music um, on all platforms. And my song Healing is releasing this Friday, November 17th. And you can find it on any music platform. The music video will be dropping on my YouTube channel, which is also Jada Reese. And I'm so excited to share it with everyone and for you to be able to hear the song, to see the visual imagery, to get the whole package of what I'm trying to get across here um to you know me be able to just show people what my art is and yeah thank you so much for having me both and i really appreciate it thank you to everyone for listening thank you what it's gonna be a great start to thanksgiving break yeah thanksgiving break and we get healing right hello right we're gonna we're gonna have to post that on our instagram we're going to yeah and we're gonna play it put it on your dinner playlist guys yeah thanksgiving Thanksgiving. music (laughs) the chill vibe hello Well, we'll be back right after this break, you guys. Let's listen to another song of Jada. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to WHIP Radio's Wake Up Call. I am Corey Parker, and I'm here with Rachel Abelard. And it is time for Living in Peace, where we give you guys a little quote to just motivate you and help you conquer the rest of today's day. So today's quote comes from Albanian Indian Catholic nun, Mother Teresa, who is the originator of this quote, and she says, be happy in the moment. That's enough. Each moment is all we need, not more. So, Rachel, do you agree with this quote? What are your thoughts? Absolutely. Absolutely. We can't necessarily control the future. We cannot absolutely cannot control the past. All we can control is the present and uh how we react to things and how we handle things. All we can control is ourselves. We can't control the people around us, the future, the past, the things that are going to happen to us, but we can't control how we react to it. And allowing ourselves to control what we can and let go of what we can't. I know there is a popular, um, I don't know, is that a scripture that people say? Lord, give me the, the strength to control. Anyway. Dad, if you're listening to this, text me the Bible verse. Right, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. But um, just, you know, give yourself um, the strength to control what you can and let go of what you can't, okay? And part of that is allowing yourself to be happy. You know, Mother Teresa was spitting facts when she said this. What do you think? I definitely agree. Being happy and in the moment is so crucial. Like, just being in the moment. Take out, be, I mean, be happy. But, like, <laughs> in the moment, I feel like it's such the key, especially for me. And it's so hard for me, at least, to just be in the present. Like, I literally don't know how to do that. I'm always thinking about what's going to happen next. What if? Literally, as you guys know, I went home this past weekend. And I was so, I couldn't even enjoy being home because I was so stressed and just thinking about, I have classes the next day. I'm going to be back at school. So being focused and in the moment is so important. But I looked up some ways we can practice on being in the moment because it's a hard thing to do so i found a site called psych central and they provided us with seven tips for being in the moment one was monotasking Ooh, voice crack monotasking which is the opposite of multitasking which is when you just focus on one thing at a time so if you're eating don't eat be on your phone and talk to your family just eat if you're reading Just read. Don't eat and talk to your friends while you're doing that. If you're listening to music, just listen to music. Like, just do one thing at a time. We allow ourselves to be so distracted by everything around us. Um, Next is breathing exercises. 
practice your breathing exercises. Breathe in through your nose and then breathe out through your nose as well, which I heard is like the way of just being present. Meditation, if that's something that you guys like, meditate. There's so many apps and um, websites where you can practice this. Do that. Um, Mindful-based stress reduction, you can do that as well. It's considered just mindfulness, um, just being mindful, just practicing mindfulness, being in the present. Um, And then there's mindful movements such as yoga, Pilates. Have you tried Pilates before? I haven't actually. Me neither, actually. It's, It's interesting. (laughs) <laughs> it looks pretty cool, though. Um, reducing distractions, kind of going back to that first task of monotasking, um, limiting, like if you're on your phone, just be on your phone or just don't be on your phone at all, actually. Like take a time, some time away from being occupied. If you're with your family, talk to your family, you know, value every moment and don't be distracted with other things. And then lastly, they had journaling, journaling how you feel just you know, expressing to yourself kind of letters to yourself. Um, I don't know if you guys are religious, but write letters to God, like journal to God um, and just just let it all out. You know, sometimes you need to be free. Adrian Bailon said, like, be free, do your thing. You guys know I'm obsessed with her. I love you, Adrian Bailon Houghton. Um, but just be present. It's super important. And it is the trick to just living a happy in the moment present life yeah and being present isn't synonymous with being happy right Hello. so um you can be present in feeling sad right now you know i remember in therapy i learned you got to ground yourself right if you find yourself being overwhelmed with all the things you can't control literally touch something around me around you so I'm, i have my phone right now i'm feeling my phone i'm identifying all the things that make up my phone the plastic that's on it the aluminum that's on it the, the glass i'm taking in the smells around me i'm looking at the light how the light's hitting the table how the air that i'm breathing it's just really small things like that being able to ground yourself like okay i'm here right now right now i feel tired right now i'm i feel happy what are you going to do with those feelings? How are you going to approach it? How are you going to put it on to the next guy when you're conversing with your friend, when you're conversing with your professor, your family member? How are you going to handle that stuff? You know what I mean? Being able to really fully live in the moment because, listen, don't you ever realize, like, when you catch a cold or something like that and you can't breathe, all of a sudden, like, the world's ending? It's like, oh, man, back when I used to be able to breathe. Like, right. You Hello. know what I mean? <laughs> Thinking about stuff like that. What 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 could be what could have been that kind of stuff? It helps really, I I don't know, set you in the present, right? So we're not trying to give you the hacks to being happy, right? Because I'm hosting this show with Miss Anxiety over here. She she rips her hair out at the yes. slightest inconvenience. You know what I mean? We can't, you know, it's it, we're not giving you advice on that, but just more of um, being able to appreciate what you do have, um, and 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 live. In the moment. That, that's, that's really it for me. So, for sure. Yeah. And that's literally advice to myself because, like I said, I literally never live in the moment. Like, I could literally, like, right now. Or let me not even talk about right now. But, like, I could be at home thinking about this, this show, you know. So just, like, really practicing it. It's hard. It's easier said than done all the time. But just really trying your best to just be here. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other thing you want to add to this? I don't, actually. That's a very simple, straightforward quote. And um, hopefully people can really take that and and run with it, honestly. Yes. Be happy today, guys. It's Monday. And if you're a Temple student, 
You only have, hold on, hold on. Give me one second. You know I'm a countdown app girl. <laughs> we have three days, 13 hours, and 10 minutes until Thanksgiving break. Really? Is that, that doesn't sound right. That does it? not feel right. Hold on. Still... November 17th, yes. Three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 13 hours, the rest of this day, and then 10 minutes. Oh. Look. Oh. Oh, yeah, yes. guys. Yes, yes. So get ready to give thanks. You know, again, Hello. take this time to kind of um, help those in need, whether it be your friend. I'm not talking about, you know, go out into the street and give sandwiches to homeless people. Like, if you can't do that. I but mean, right. <laughs> right. Like, give give thanks to your friends. Um, give love to your family. Uh, yes. Give thanks to your professors, man. Say thank you for spending every day teaching me. You know what I mean? Right. Um, just be thankful. Live in a moment. Take a deep breath today of that crisp, cold, 40-degree air that we're experiencing. Um, and, you know, we'll be back tomorrow with some, some, some juicy topics, some yes. good news, and some, uh, you know, uplifting quotes, all right? Yes. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Don't forget to follow our Instagram, wakeupcall.whip. So you can stay up to date with everything with your Wake Up crew. And we will see you guys tomorrow here on iHeartRadio's WHIP Radio Wake Up Call bright and early at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Have a great rest of your Monday. And once again, Rachel and Corey are out.